Welcome to the ship that's remaining on the same platforms. It's the Redenbacher. I'm your Captain Matt Murphy, joined by Commander Ben Bullerwell. How's it going, Ben? <laughs> uh, it's it's going pretty well, man. I'm doing fine. I like that opener, bro. That's really funny. Um, <laughs> how how are you doing? Good. And we're not throwing shade. I mean, obviously, I love the Orville, but uh, we're going to talk about the San Diego Comic Con 2019 Orville panel on this podcast and uh there was a lot more controversy than uh than i think they thought they would get we're going to talk about the the big hulu announcement as well as uh, other things we learned from the panel yeah absolutely um some good stuff some really good stuff some kind of strange stuff but uh yeah let's dive in brother yeah so i noticed on uh, saturday night that we saw that jay lee was uh, live streaming the panel so was chad l coleman and uh you know that was great of them to live stream it for for all of us that couldn't make it to san diego that was nice and uh I'm sure everyone had a lot of fun at the panel itself, but uh, I love seeing the Orville cast, you know, uh, getting to bathe in the warship from the fantastic show that they made. Um, obviously, getting to see the live stream is super awesome because I know I didn't make it to San Diego. <laughs> yeah, so at the start of the panel, Seth announced that the show is moving to Hulu, and there's been a lot of talk about that over the internet. I think that was like the biggest takeaway from this whole panel because they didn't really have a teaser show because production just started like this week or like not enough time to produce anything resembling a teaser. So they they were kind of had a hand tied behind their back where everyone else had these really cool trailers to show off and they just kind of have to talk about answering questions and a move to Hulu which for a lot of people really sucks for for many people it's a uh, fantastic news because the Orville gets more freedom but it's definitely caused somewhat of like a, a civil war in, among the fans i was reading an article um about the Hulu swap and i saw like this very little gif and it was just kind of ed nodding and it was like uh, a hulu original i didn't really check the source of that it was probably just like a fan made from no something. i think that's like legit i've seen that around uh, okay. I, think that's, I think that's like the official photo of like hulu, <laughs> hulu presents and i hate it it's like a hulu program it's like it's not a hulu original or whatever it's it's basically like you pay for the production of it but the first two seasons it's very much a fox show it's kind of like they're trying to take credit for it. Like I saw something very similar in, I, I believe it's in on Netflix in the States. If I'm not mistaken, I'm pretty sure they have uh, Star Trek Discovery season two or something as like an original. They pay for the production, but it's very much a CBS property. Uh, much like Hulu is funding season three of the Oroville. But, but Hulu didn't have anything to really do with it. They just kind of took it under their wing and financially provided, which is, no. which is great, but... You can't really call it an original. The way a lot of people see the situation is that Fox basically could have easily canceled the Orville there, and it almost looks like Seth negotiated this way for Hulu to pick it up and not to be can and for the show not to be canceled. It kind of feels like like that, and I feel like all of this grief could have been completely evaporated, or mostly if they had just said that the show's renewed for season three and it will be on Hulu. Just announce those two things at the same time. Because then people will be like, okay, well, I thought the show was getting canceled. At least it, it's existing in some further format. But it, when it says it's renewed, we're just assuming it's going to be on Fox. So you're giving us this change that was kind of like unexpected. And for international viewers like Ben and myself, we hope it's going to be on the same platforms, and I'm pretty sure it will be, but it still kind of leaves it up in the air for a lot of people. Yeah, um, it's definitely true. I mean, if you're like a citizen of the United States, I mean... I mean, you probably already have Hulu if you're into like big streaming services like that. So it's, you know, it's not a big deal to us. Like we don't have access to Hulu. So we're going to hope that it's still accessible by traditional means. I haven't been able to find anything about like season three of the Orville in Canada. Uh, I kind of briefly looked at it because Hulu's not available to us. You know, I couldn't find anything that it would be like, you know, partnered with blah, blah, blah. 
Like right now, seasons one and two are you can purchase them through the Google Play Store, I believe, or you can purchase it um, via YouTube. You can watch it on YouTube um, for a premium fee. But yeah, so I mean, we're obviously going to still get the the show in some means, but we don't really know how we're going to be viewing it here in Canada. Yeah, we're we're focusing on the cons a lot here, but um, I think there there obviously are pros, like Seth saying that. They can basically almost make like a mini movie with each episode. They can do whatever length they want the episodes. They don't have to fit 42 minutes. They can have episodes run long or go short if they want to. And I think they can probably swear more and do whatever kind of content they want. And it might give them a bigger budget as well. I believe like Fox was concerned because Seth said that he wouldn't have the show ready until mid mid 2020. And they were kind of, you know, they want to fill up their like their blocks for all their television. So like, anyway, it, it will be good. It'll give um, him the time. And I believe he's gotten like a, a quite a bit better budget with it now. Um, yeah. Like you say, it'll give him the, the freedom to be able to not have to just cut an episode at like 45 minutes, be like, that's a wrap. Like that's all we have time for. Like um, there was a quote by Seth, I believe. And he said something like he's trying to bring kind of like a cinematic experience to each episode, like you were saying. So yeah, it, it'll be super cool to see what he does, um, what you know the whole team does with that kind of extended freedom. It's true. I, I'm excited for the show itself. I think that this is is a plus for sure. People, the show's already on Hulu, so it's not like it's going to be there for new eyes. But for the show itself, for the storytelling, and for the freedom, this is fantastic for the creators, and it's good for the creators and gives them a better environment. It's good for the fans long term. Absolutely. Um, it, it's it's complicated because I've seen on the the Facebook page, right? They they said that it's still going to stay on Viceland or whatever network it is in Australia. So Australians can rest assured that it's going to stay on the same network. And I hope that it's the same for the rest of the world. I hope that here in Canada we get it on City or maybe Space. I think Space allows they have Star Trek Discovery, which is our version of sci-fi, and they let the episodes run as long as they are. If they're like a minute, if they're an hour twenty or whatever, they let them go. So I think Space might be okay for that and. That would be great here, and I hope that other networks around there show the full episodes in their entirety as opposed to maybe shortening them or who knows what. Mm, yeah, that's kind of like uh, like a radio edit or something of like a long song to cut down. That would be really disappointing. Yeah, I think a big issue for the big Hulu move for a lot of people is like for me and Ben, it's like we're, we don't, we're not paying extra money. We're not going to be paying for an extra online service to get something, right? So it's fine with us, but if you're in America, people are like, I don't want to spend – and get an extra streaming service just for for one show, which I can understand that. And then there's people that are being, quite frankly, douchebags. I, I I know this harsh language, but they're just making memes going like, oh, uh, don't go spending six dollars on McDonald's if you don't want to spend six dollars on, uh, you know, on Hulu. It's just like, don't go into people's financials right now. Like you don't know, there's people who have a family, maybe just pay for cable, and that's all they want to do, and which is a little more expensive. But either way, they there there are people who have budgeted their lives and would rather watch a great show on the same network yeah no it's uh, definitely an inconvenience i mean you think about all the different streaming services out there now you know netflix is obviously a very big one but you think about like hulu and crave and you think about uh, like hbo and disney plus and like there's so many services it is definitely inconvenient if you were relying on just like cable television and you always had access to it but yeah i guess like a lot of people these people posting memes are like oh six dollars isn't a lot of money but, you know, it's not really 
like the amount of money isn't really an issue. It's it's that you're going to have to go out and do a new subscription, start a new thing. It's not accessible where it once was. It's an inconvenience. It's not that $6 might break the bank, mm. but it's just kind of, it's a pain in the ass really is what it is to be blunt. It goes back to what I said earlier. I feel like if they just said it, the show Orbit will continue on Hulu. If they announced it with the renewal, I think that most of our problems are gone. But it, it, people just don't like change in general. And if you just drop this on them, that's like, hey, it won't be on the same place, then it's a, it's a bit of an annoyance. But you know what? I'll pay for it if they stream it exclusively, like on the uh, like TV screen on a refrigerator at Best Buy. I'll be there with bells on. <laughs> so whatever has to be done. But I do think that. Seth announced at the beginning of the panel to kind of rip the Band-Aid off because I think they might know that, you know, not everyone wants to hop to a streaming service for something that they were getting regularly. But I think in the long term, this will be good news. And I think that this will be something we laugh about in a couple of years. Yeah, ultimately, I don't think it's going to be a big deal. Like like we say, like it's probably best for the Orville to, to kind of, um, I guess, get away, not get away from Fox, because Fox has been a great partner for Seth um, for a very long time. But, you know, just... I think Hulu will be a good option for them. It might take a little getting used to for people at first, but I mean, you know, we're already paying five fifty a month just to read the comic, just to read the paper form of it, which is fantastic. So, you know, for my favorite franchise, yeah, I'll 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 spend the extra money. Not that I will have to, but I would uh, if I was someone that had to get it on Hulu. And yes, it's unfortunate. And I know there's people out there with families, but um, I think this might be for the greater good. Ultimately, like yeah, it's a nuisance to to have to make the jump. But guys, I mean, this is such a fantastic show. Like, is it really hard to justify? Yeah. Like, you know, if the fan base is there, they will follow the Orville wherever it goes. Like, look at, I'll mention The Expanse again. The Expanse was canceled after season two, and then Amazon Prime bought it and then started showing on Amazon Prime. You had to pay for a streaming service for it, but it's great that it was there. So literally, if it was like announced at the same time, I think you'll be like, yes, Hulu, woo! they say the show right as opposed to oh God, hulu so literally just the timing i think really would have saved this whole thing no you're actually right um yeah no i think you're i think you're 100 right on that like doorville season three like you know sponsored by hosted by hulu like right? you'd be like oh huh okay uh, and it'd be old news by now but <laughs> Anyways, we'll move on from the Hulu topic. I mean, it's going to be talked about, I think, for weeks to come here. And whatever you think about it, let us know in the comments. Are we right? Are we wrong? Uh, is it wrong to go to Hulu? Do you, are you excited for the Hulu move? Let us know on Twitter or on Facebook, wherever uh, you check us out. At the Redenbacher on Twitter there, we just hit 110 followers. So, uh, you know, we're, we're moving up in the world. So if you want to uh, get back on us, we're pretty active on Twitter, uh, as well as uh, our, our, uh, our Instagram there, at the Redenbacher absolutely so yeah let's move on to some more positive stuff let's talk about more of the panel itself there was a lot of uh, great questions asked to the cast members and stuff like that after seth announced the move to hulu um comicbook.com has a great synopsis or has a great summary of the panel and uh questions were asked about uh, adrian pilecki's uh portrayal of two different versions of uh, commander grayson which was cool she mentioned that she had to uh, memorize the entire script so like i can't even it's hard enough just like taking notes podcasting about that episode let alone playing both roles and having to be two different versions of the same person like kudos to her she she got a saturn award nomination and she deserved it i think she should have got uh, an emmy uh, nomination on top of that yeah i think that's uh it's pretty amazing <laughs> yeah like when you really think about it 
uh like obviously we get to see like the finished product but can you imagine like all the all the all the difficulty and like yeah she had to memorize an entire script she had to play between herself and the mirrored version of herself i don't know like i'd like to see a like behind the scenes on that i think it would have been a really cool uh maybe like bonus feature for like a i don't know blu-ray collector edition or something like that yeah no that would be pretty sweet it'd be nice to see like a behind the scenes kind of uh view of her portrayal of that and it's funny, uh, later on they were talking, uh, they talked about the Clyde and Bordis relationship, and uh, Chad L. Coleman, who plays Clyde, uh, he says it, it's uh, it's tough being part of America's new favorite couple. <laughs> <laughs> I love, like, the tongue-in-cheek kind of thing, where he knows a lot of people kind of, like, get fed up with the mockless stuff, and, like, especially Clyde and gets so much hate on the internet, rightfully so for a lot of his beliefs and views, but I think that it's a very interesting role that he plays, so I think that Chad L. Coleman's, like, having fun being kind of, like, the villainous, uh, villainous <laughs> mocklin on the ship um Clyden, he's kind of like an old-fashioned mocklin he's kind of got those old uh those old views we see bordis is coming around being a little bit more like progressive here um but yeah i think it's super funny it's funny um a fan asked McFarlane if they're going to bring anyone else onto the show, uh, any other celebrity appearances and you know seth said that it's it's on the agenda they'll definitely be doing that and it's funny i noticed on uh, Twitter there that George Takai liked the tweet about the move to Hulu. So I'm going to call it now. I I wouldn't be shocked if we got a, a George Takai cameo. I will hold you to that because I, I think that's quite likely, actually. But I'd like to see you be right again. It'd be cool Ask. if he was like on a planet and like his catchphrase should be goodbye instead of hello, which is like a traditional George Takai catchphrase. Goodbye. I would like that. No, I don't know. It doesn't have to be that way. But uh, either way, um, it was funny. Uh, another fan asked that if Larry is going to forgive Isaac and for his betrayal and seth said that uh he's confident the season's gonna be pretty surprising he didn't give like a yes or no answer so who knows what they're gonna do with it this show actually like blew my mind multiple times with season two so i think they're gonna do what we don't suspect i mean they could get back together or you know maybe isaac's gonna have like a new girlfriend that's like maybe a, a robotic species or something that would be super cool to find like another uh like technological uh life form i mean surely the kalon can't be the only in the universe What's also cool is it's been confirmed that Star Trek and Star Wars exist within the universe because uh, Seth confirmed this and um, Dr. Finn even referred to Obi-Wan in in an earlier episode. So Star Trek exists within their universe. So I'm sure the Orville, like the whole planetary union, they must know that they're very similar to Star Trek and maybe must be like heavily inspired by. Like that opens like a lot of strange windows for maybe like comic book crossovers or yeah, uh, it, it could be pretty cool. And one another thing that's interesting is um, Seth uh, was asked if there's any spinoffs planned, and he hopes that he said that he hopes the series goes long enough for that. However, he would love to do one to two movies, which would be amazing uh, to see the Orville in theaters on the big screen would be phenomenal. And I think that uh, if it's anything like Identity and The Road Not Taken, uh, give me give me a, as many movies as you can make. Yeah, I, I would very much love to see a couple a couple of Orville films. Uh, I'd love to see it on the big screen, you know what I mean? Popcorn yeah. in hand. <laughs> exactly. Maybe uh, some Redenbacher popcorn would be fantastic. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Another thing is that uh, McFarlane was asked if they're going to do a musical episode. I've seen this bandied about in the uh, Orville Facebook page. He says he does not know how it could work, but and that, that there has to be a reason for it. That's my statement on it, too. I, I'm not huge on musical episodes, uh, although... Not all musical uh, musical episodes have Scott Grimes, so like that's the biggest selling point for me. And like I like Seth singing as well, but uh, not unless it works. Like seriously, I I I think they're just kind of like played out musical episodes myself. 
Yeah, I, I'm not a big fan for musicals either, uh, musical episodes. Um, <laughs> I prefer not to see one, really. That's just me, though, if you guys disagree. Tell me why you're right in the comments, if you'd like. The only th- reason I would, the only kind of musical episode I would, would be not like a whole musical, but maybe like Gordon or someone in the crew is in a musical uh, in the simulator and like no one cares about it or it gets really mad at, them, <laughs> like, get mad at them. That'd be okay, where you see like clips of the musical in the back and be like, there you go, there's your musical episode, but no actual musical. I think that'd be funny. It'd be interesting, um, kind of like in The Next Generation, when, when Data has like the, he does like the poetry about his cat spot. <laughs> It'd be fun to see something like that with Isaac. Um, but, like, I don't know. Because <laughs> it's true, though. Even even on that episode of The Next Generation, no one really cared. Everyone's sitting there, like, pretty sure Riker was, like, falling asleep. Well, and But everyone was excited about seeing uh, Ty uh, Symphony there, or Ty playing the piano there. So, That's you know, true. it'd be very similar, where it'd be a nice little, like, uh, polar opposite episode where everyone's excited, and then everyone's like, ah, whatever, Gordon, who cares if he can play the piano or something. <laughs> Even though the whole world is like, you know, loves Scott Grimes' lovely voice there. Absolutely. And uh, we've actually had like some pretty musical moments within the show. I mean, the episode with the, I forget what the orchestra was called, but the orchestra was in the loading bay there. Um, Ty's recital, like you say. Scott Grimes, he was singing in, uh, I forget what the episode was. Identity part one, he sang to uh, Isaac, sang him him Oh, yeah. That's why Scott Grimes is my favorite person to watch at a panel, period, because he's always singing. He did the song from American Dad at a panel that I frequently watch on YouTube. He's just he, he's a legend. Can't can't not love Scott Grimes. <laughs> um, so, I mean, I, I, I don't know. I, I like how they do it with their musical sections now. Just kind of like a scene or two, not like an entire. Yeah, musical. I think they perfectly incorporate music into the show as is. If there's a better way to do it, though, I'd like to see it. So I, I'll let, leave it to the experts. Yeah, I guess it's in their hands and they know what they're doing. So we'll see. If we see it, we see it. If we don't. And we started off being a little negative about the Hulu move, but uh, I do think that Tom Constantino and the rest of the the crew and some people from the Planetary Union Network, they did a great job putting on the Orville experience and uh, everyone looked elated from that. And I think that's a really cool thing that they did. And, and uh, it definitely like makes up for not having anything to show off at the panel, if you ask me. Um, yeah, I think it was super duper cool. Yeah, I liked I liked getting to see some of that stuff, like behind the scenes almost. Not really, but like just like the phasers. It's not called the phaser. It's called the pulser, I think. Pulser. They had the pulser and stuff, and what was cool is I like how they had the uh, they had Krill and Mocklins like walking through the uh, stage floor there around Comic Con, which is cool. It reminds me of a lot when you see uh, sometimes they have stormtroopers marching for like the battalion or whatever fleet, whatever they call themselves. Uh, there's like a specific name for the people that cosplay as it, and that's cool. And I think it's a really good way to get the brand out there when people are at Comic Con going, "What the hell are those things?" They might go, "Oh yeah, that's from the Orville. You should check the show out. It's really awesome." So I think it's good advertising for the show. No, totally. Um, I saw like a photo on Instagram um, and it was, yeah, it was three curl just like chilling. I was like, that's super cool. Yeah, it looks awesome. I hope next year they bring uh, some Kalon as well. So we'll have like a triple threat. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, uh, I noticed on Twitter, uh, Lex Caster there, he's uh, at Good Natured Villain on, on Twitter. He tweeted a video showing him walking onto the Fox lot. So it looks like production or at least pre-production is well underway for this season of the Orville or season three. So I don't care if it takes a year and a half as long as it's good. That's that's my that's my view. No, totally. Um, I would much rather have a wait and have a good final product than just kind of have things being rushed. Um, the Orville has not disappointed me yet so yeah just let them take their time and when it happens it's going to be fantastic 
Yeah, it seems like it's going to be later in 2020 than we thought than fall. I mentioned that on the last podcast. So, I mean, that's like an extra two or three months to me, which is like, okay, on top of a year and a half, right? We're getting comics already. So we have four comics planned. If people support it, we could very well get four to eight comics, maybe even like a 12, 12 issue series next year that will really help pull the weight. And even if it's a still a sore between season two and three, we can even get like uh, you know, a precursor to what's going to happen in season three. So support the comics. You know, we always have the two, first two seasons to watch. We've got almost 30 episodes of the Orville to enjoy. So, you know, uh, we, we can we can wait till then. Yeah, absolutely. I'd, I would very much like to see um, a continuation after of comics, rather, sorry, um, of season 2.5, like an introduction to season three. It would be a good thing to kind of um, hold over the weight. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, th- I think it would be swell. I still really want that, like, Kalon prequel, or it'd be sweet if they saved the whole Kalon, uh, Rise and Fall of Kalon for, like, a movie showing how the, uh, whoever made the Kalon, how they fell. That'd be a really cool thing to show in comic form or in the movie, so I'd love to see it. There's plenty of stories they can tell in this universe, so let's just give it time. And now that it's on Hulu, it's officially on Hulu, renewal might come quicker, and they can go into production for season four faster, so I think it'll be beneficial. Yeah, you know what? I think I think Hulu might just be what we needed all this time, and we didn't know. Yeah, or, you know, we can't even get Hulu when us Canadians are going, <laughs> yeah, I'm sure it's great, I'm sure it's great. Uh, I, I saw a great meme of Kent Brockman going, I for one, I for one welcome our new overlords, or whatever, our new intergalactic overlords. So that was a great one. And, uh, you know, I even made uh, poke fun into myself with the krill on Instagram making memes. So, you know what? Just be happy that we're getting more Orville. I mean, I remember a few months ago, not just be happy. I'm not telling you what to be happy about. But I remember three months ago when we're like, is is there going to be a season three? So there's a season three. It's coming. You know, might have to pay six dollars for it. I might have to pay or or more, you know, if you want to watch it as it drops on Hulu. But I don't know. I I think that uh, honestly, for me, it's a small price to pay for the show getting a future. Yeah, I remember the anxiety that was uh, waiting to know if season three was coming or not. Um, so, I mean, come on, guys. Lighten up. It's going to be okay. Yeah, and also, shout out to Orville Games. The Orville simulator is dropping on the 23rd of July. Be sure to check that out on Steam. Me and Ben are going to live stream it, I think, once I come up to Toronto next month. So, uh, check out that game on Steam. Definitely support fans of the Orville and their creations, because they're making some awesome stuff out there. Absolutely, guys. You can get ready because we're we're definitely going to be streaming that. Details will be coming shortly. Uh, we'll keep you guys posted when you know things get figured out, and we'll let you know on maybe Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, whatever future episodes. Yeah, and for more thoughts and uh, our views on the Orville, check out the Redenbacher on YouTube. Uh, subscribe if you like what you heard, like our videos. Just let us know what topics you enjoy, and hit us up on uh, Twitter and Instagram at the Redenbacher for our words and our photos and memes and whatnot. <laughs> uh, and uh, our platforms: iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, and all the rest. You know, Podbean, all that jazz. It's fantastic. We'd love to hear from you, and uh, you've been fantastic online. We love hearing from all our fans, like Josh Reed and uh, galaxy rocks and uh you know and fancy mon a bunch of people out there have been fantastic to us and uh you know it, the feeling's mutual absolutely guys uh we we love you as much as you love us and with that from the junior mint nebula for ben bullerwell this is matt murphy signing off mm-hmm.